This is Confessions of a Closet Romantic, a podcast where I celebrate my love of romantic movies, TV shows, books, and talk in detail about why I love them so much without embarrassment or shame. Mostly. This is Poppy. And in this episode, Goodbye Romance Shame Part 2. A very special month because I'm celebrating the first anniversary of this podcast. If you've been listening from the beginning, oh, thank you. And if you're new around here, thanks for stopping by and spending some time here. I'm so happy everyone is here. The whole podcast was inspired by binging Outlander in the early days of the pandemic. That's when I realized that romantic stories have been a force for good for most of my life. Come with me through the stones. I can't. You could try. You hear it, right? The buzzing. I don't hear anything, Claire. Even if I could go back through the stones... not my place. My destiny lies on Culloden Moor. I'll find you. I promise. If I have to endure 200 years of purgatory, 200 years without you, then that is my punishment. That I have earned for my crimes. But I have lied, killed, stolen, betrayed, and broken trust. But when I stand before God, I'll have one thing to say to weigh against all the rest. Give me a rare woman. God, I loved her well. Stories about relationship and love and connection have been a big part of my life for a long, long time. But I always felt slightly ashamed to admit that. Like, if you read Romance in Secret, you know what I'm talking about. People often think romance is silly, and so are the people who read it and watch it. People who read romance like to hide away from reality and fairy tales, etc., etc. You know, the romance genre is a multi-million dollar industry, but it's not always taken seriously. People mock and dismiss romance novels and romance readers on the regular on social media. Why am I beating around the bush? It's mostly heterosexual men who do this mocking. They must be super insecure and afraid. Yes. So imagine this. Deeply identifying with something that brings you a lot of joy and empowerment that your culture says shouldn't be taken seriously, which implies that you shouldn't be taken seriously. 
You should be shamed about loving something that brings you joy, identifies your desires, models healthy relationships, and even for some of us creates a safe world with just words on a page or in a script. Where's Julian? He's back at the hotel. He said when he saw me with you, he knew that I was still in love with you. What do you have to say about that? If it's, if it's true, my life just got made. Why'd you come here, Harry? Turns out the heart attack was easy to get over. You or something else. I finally get what it's all about. I'm 63 years old and, and I, I'm in love for the first time in my life. That's what I came here to say. said online recently, romance novels are a significance fantasy. It's where we go to feel significant and seen. What a sad commentary on patriarchal cultures that women's significance is often relegated to fiction. I'm sorry, Harry. I know it's New Year's Eve. I know you're feeling lonely, but you just can't show up here. Tell me you love me and expect that to make everything all right. It doesn't work this way. Well, how does it work? I don't know, but not this way. How about this way? I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely, and it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. You see? That is just like you, Harry. You say things like that and you make it impossible for me to hate you. And I hate you, Harry. I really hate you. But I don't want to get too bogged down in the cultural politics. I choose to focus on the joy and empowerment. My first episode was called Goodbye Romance Shame because talking about my love of romantic stories on this podcast was a way I could acknowledge its importance to me. And I hope to all of you listening as well. Well... If I hadn't been Fox Books, and you hadn't been the shop around the corner, and you and I had just met. I know. Yeah, yeah. I would have asked for your number. And I wouldn't have been able to wait 24 hours before calling you up and saying, hey, how about, oh, how about some coffee or, you know, drinks or dinner or a movie? 
for as long as we both shall live. Joe? And you and I would never have been at war. And the only thing we'd fight about would be which video to run on a Saturday night. Well, who fights about that? Well, some people. Not us. We would never. I figured gushing about my favorite romantic stories and looking at why I love them so much and finding other people around the world who felt the same way might help me get over the shame I felt for loving romance. And spoiler, it mostly has. You know, my mother guessed that my father was seeing somebody. That Mona, I mean, she's some piece of cheap goods. Who am I to talk? What's the matter? How can you ask me that? You're making me feel guilty. You again. are guilty. I'm guilty. Of what? Only God can point the finger, Loretta. Yeah, well, I know what I know. And what do you know? Okay, you tell me my life, I'll tell you yours. I'm a wolf, you run to the wolf of me. That don't make you no lamb. You're gonna marry my brother. Why you wanna sell your life short? Playing it safe's just about the most dangerous thing a woman like you can do. I mean, you waited for the right man the first time. Why didn't you wait for the right man again? Because he didn't come. I'm here. You're late. This is your place. That's right. So this is where we were going. Yeah. You know, we had a deal. You told me if I came with you to the opera, then, then you'd leave me alone forever. And I came with you. Now, I'm going to marry your brother, and you're going to leave me alone forever. Right? person can, can see where they've messed up in their life, and they can change the way they do things, and they could even change their luck. So maybe, maybe my nature does draw me to you. That don't mean I have to go with it. I can take hold of myself, and I can say yes to some things and no to other things that are going to ruin everything. I can do that. Otherwise, you know what? What good is this stupid life that God gave us? I mean, for what? Are you listening to me? Yeah. Everything seems like nothing to me now. I guess I want you in my bed. I don't care if I burn in hell. I don't care if you burn in hell. The past and the future is a, a joke to me now. I see that they're nothing. I see they ain't here. The only thing that's here is you and me. I want to go home. No. I'm going to go home. No. I'm freezing to death. Come upstairs. I don't care why you come. No, that's not what I mean. Loretta, I love you. Not, not like they told you love is. And I didn't know this either. But love don't make things nice. It ruins everything. It breaks your heart. It makes things a mess. We, we aren't here to make things perfect. The snowflakes are perfect. The stars are perfect. Not us. Not us. We are here to ruin ourselves and, and to break our hearts and love the wrong people and, and die. I mean that the storybooks are bullshit. Now I want you to come upstairs with me 
and and get in my bed. She's at peace now, in heaven and beyond us. What do they know of heaven or hell, Kathy? Who know nothing of life? Oh, they're praying for you, Kathy. I'll pray one prayer with them. I repeat till my tongue stiffens. Catherine Earnshaw, may you not rest so long as I live on. I killed you. Haunt me then. Haunt your murderer. I know that ghosts have wandered on the earth. Be with me always. Take any form. Drive me mad. Only do not leave me in this dark alone. I cannot find you. I cannot live without my life. I cannot die without my soul. If you go back and listen to that first episode, I sounded so nervous. I mean, I guess I was. It was the first time I really talked out loud about how much I loved all of this. And I left it up because we all need to be reminded of how far we've come. After a year of podcasting about romantic stories and a lifetime of reading and watching them, I've realized I've learned a lot about myself and what I need and want in real life. I mentioned my dysfunctional childhood many times, and in my episode, Choose Your Own Trope Adventure, I talk about how certain tropes and romantic stories help you see how healthy, loving relationships actually work. I am like almost 20 years older than you. That's an enormous amount of years to be older than somebody, don't you think? Don't think it matters at all. Uh Uh-huh, you don't. I don't. Okay, but (laughs) but in terms of us, I mean, you you just want us to be friends, right? Honestly? No. So, what do you want to be? I think I'd embarrass you if I told you. I was embarrassed just getting dressed to see you. This may surprise you, but some women consider me quite the guy. Uh-huh. I've never been married. I'm a doctor. You wouldn't believe what catnip that is for. Some Oh, yes, I would. It's just, don't you like girls your own age? I do, but I've never met one I've reacted to. Uh, quite like this. And, uh... When something happens to you that's never happened to you before, don't you have to at least find out what it is? I suppose. I mean, I don't know. This is an area that's a little tricky for me. See, I don't really date all that much or all that well. Oh, come on, you must beat them away with a stick. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> no. Men my age, or at least the ones I've met, well, look, I'm not that regular person. And they really, they like regular. Men your age may be really stupid, you ever think about it? Uh, yes, I have. Many times. I knew you'd smell good. It's just soap. Erica. Huh? You're incredibly sexy. No. I swear to God. I'm not. Keeps going there. It's like, duh. Ladies, this book is a wake-up call. 
I mean, I don't care what society says about women our age. Sex must not be taken off the table. Oh, hold on. I mean, we are four smart, successful women. I don't need a man. Well, I know. You've proved that for 18 years. Touche. <laughs> no, my point is, the choice should be ours. Speaking of which, we are doubling down. How you can disagree and get angry, but still love someone and work things out. Are you comfortable? No. No, I'm not. Okay. This is, I don't really like to spoon. Okay. Yeah, just sorry. Can, can we, if I stay here, can we just sleep in a realistic position? Because sure. it just, yeah. I'm a light sleeper and I, like, I, if I feel you move or like sweat or breathe, I'll like wake up and I'll just like lay here resenting you okay. all night. So yeah, can we? Actually, could we put this pillow in between us? Like, that would be good. Put if we the put pillow this, between us? Yeah. That's not like your main pillow that you use, is it? No. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's just, let's kind of get that in there. Thank okay. you. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm nitpicking, but like you're breathing on me pretty hard right oh, now. Okay. Yeah, it's just, it's a, like a strong do? wind. Breathe up towards the sky and not like yeah. at me. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, you got it. Just, it's a lot. Yeah. Like this, you're just you're feeling better. It's more comfortable. Do it. I'll for tell you. you if I can feel it. I'm still getting like a little bit of a wind. Yeah. Jesus. Do you want me to go home? No, I can no, sleep at home. No, no. This is so worth it. The variety of loving relationships I read in romance novels. The variety of how we can love and be supportive and compassionate with each other makes me feel so hopeful because everybody deserves their happy ever after, whatever that looks like for them. Gay, straight, asexual, bisexual, trans, people living with disabilities, chronic illnesses, neurodiversity and mental illness, introvert, extrovert, nerd, eccentric. Superman couldn't see through those pajamas. So you try. People have jousted in lighter clothing. Frank. Present. When you said before that I was an attractive woman, what did you mean? What do you mean, what did I mean? You're an attractive woman. You're physically appealing. Well, can you be more specific? Your facial features subscribe to the golden ratio. What? One to the quantity one half times radical five plus one, the golden ratio. You can tell that? It's an estimate. And you have the faults of Aphrodite. What are the faults of Aphrodite? That's the name of the particular graceful way that the cheeks of beautiful women arrange themselves when they smile. There's a gentle creasing that begins at the cheekbone and runs downward in a slightly arc diagonal, directing the eye to the mouth. It's aesthetically thrilling. Well, uh, I've never heard the term faults of Aphrodite. I coined it. Then it's not a real thing. Then it and you are bullshit. I googled around and there was no name for it, so I coined it. It's established now. Bullshit. In my experience, there's at least a 90% correlation between beautiful women and women who have the faults of Aphrodite. The faults cut across races and ethnicities. What else about me? Well... You're slender but not to the point of a troubled relationship with food. That's actionable profiling right there. File a grievance. 
and your curves are very sexy but not vulgar everything very much in proportion firm but not overly which i've always found weird and prepossessing your arms bespeak physical fitness and athleticism but nothing sapphic and your ankles quietly aver that you will keep your body well into later age it's despicable the way men love your women in short you are beautiful graceful and elegant also you don't dress in an overtly sexy way you seem to understand that dressing sexy is actually the opposite of being sexy that certain information should have to be earned rather than given away for free to anyone and everyone who passeth by your doorstep. If this were 1732... I'm giving you a compliment. You're calling me a prude. I'm suggesting that you've taken the high road. Even in this flagrant, flaunting day and age, you have chosen to preserve mystery. Yes, the pajamas go too far, hmm. but I applaud the ethos. Can we mix it up a little bit? Will you talk dirty to me? Come on. I, Amy, no. Come on, just... That's not something I do well at. I'm not really verbal, okay? I'm more physical in how I communicate. You're gonna be great at it. I'm gonna sound stupid. I don't wanna sound stupid. You're not gonna sound stupid. Clear your mind and say whatever pops in, okay? Just try it. Just say anything. All right. I'm gonna give you my full pecker. Yeah. Okay. Because of the pecs, but... Yeah. Pecker's kind of like my dick. Yeah, yeah I got it. Okay. I understood what that, you meant by pecker. Okay. I'm gonna fill you with... Protein, yeah. I'm gonna give you the protein you need to survive on your making muscles. I'm gonna put my green drink in, yeah, yeah. Beta carotene and vegetable mix. Can it not be about protein or, or energy or nutrition? Can you just talk about like sex stuff? All right. Yes, all okay, right. just sexy stuff. Okay, all right. Talk to me. There's no I in team, but there's an I in win. Can't spell victory without T R Y. Winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. Okay, these are just phrases for like sports phrases. Are these Nike slogans? Please just. You want the, do you want, just do it? Do you want that one? No. Just have just have sex with me and say some dirty shit. What, what, what is that? Talking you dirty in Chinese. That's what I'm doing. What? I've been studying Mandarin my off time. Do you need to go to the bathroom? Please, please don't speak Chinese or whatever. Okay, I, I got it. Okay, just, yeah, no just. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be so picky. No, I, you, you look discouraged and you're doing great. I told you I wasn't going to be any good at this. Can you try something else? Yeah. Talk about the first time you saw me. Okay? That's easy. Yeah. Right. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. I was just getting done in the gym. Yeah. You were leaving that pizza place, remember? Yeah. Yeah, and you were holding on to that box. Mm -hmm. And you walked out. Yeah. Oh, you're uh -huh. in those jeans. Yeah. Oh, God, they look so good. From uh -huh. behind. Uh-huh. Oh, from mm -hmm. behind. Yeah. Yeah. You look like a dude. What? Oh! Oh! What? What? Dang. Every time I sit down to read a romance novel or watch a romantic TV show or movie, I'm just so grateful that these writers sat down and felt so strongly about the power of these stories, the power of relationship and connection, that they had the bravery to share these stories with the world. And I love talking about the romantic stories that affect me every other week on this podcast. 
You know, I have discovered there are a lot of secret romance fans out there. For instance, someone who was helping me clean my house got to talking with me, and it turns out she is a huge Outlander fan and a huge romance fan. I would have never thought this about her. So if you like this podcast, tell somebody about it. You might be surprised who comes out of the woodwork as a secret romance fan. Long live romance. Hug yourselves tight. You really are the best thing that this beautiful, messy, romantic world has to offer.